and right now I want to welcome Sandra. Sandra, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Tell me what's going on. I'm a little nervous. (laughs) Oh, I understand. I've called into talk shows and I've been nervous. Okay. Is the sound okay? Sound is wonderful. Okay. Well, let me just let me just give you a few things just right off the cuff, okay? Okay. I'm 62 and this is what I'm dealing with. Hypoglycemia, seizures, cancer, a car accident that left both my husband and I disabled, delayed sleep disorder where I don't sleep very well and I get a couple hours here, a couple hours there. And my husband's had four surgeries since the car accident, and before the car accident, he was working at 73. I'm uh, not at 73 right. at the time. He was 69. Okay. And um, we had a really wonderful life, even with my health issues. Uh, he dealt with them very well, and I did very well. But then after the car accident, I got a lot worse, and I've had nine abdominal surgeries. Oh, my gosh. They've cut me every which way to Sunday Yeah. Uh, in the last five years, which has left me with no abdominal muscle strength whatsoever. Right. What, what is it that I can do for you? What's your, what is uh, well, the... Well, <laughs> this is a really odd question because uh, my husband is a man, and men are a lot more sexual in a lot of ways than, than women, no matter what's going on. Yeah. Oh, this is hard. This is really hard. Now, the car accident left him with a similar problem as I have, but there are different reasons. He has fecal incontinence mm-hmm. due to the injury that he received in the car accident. Okay. I already had fecal incontinence because I had cancer in the colon. And I lost my ileocecal valve. I lost my kidney. So this is now. a question about intimacy, sexual intimacy. intimacy. And, and I'm very depressed about it because I'm afraid to try it again because the first time we did, and it was, it was four years ago, Yeah. Um, you know, what happened? I, I mean, <laughs> he right. wasn't able, able to hold it, and it, it was just his mess. I got an infection. And I've really been going spiraling downhill really bad the last year with all of this. Okay. Uh, Are I you getting some now? Okay. Are you getting some psychological help? Are you seeing a, a psychotherapist? A psychologist? I was, we did for as long as we could afford it, but sadly the person that hit us had no insurance. Okay. We went through a quarter of a million dollars. Is there any the- teaching um, college nearby where you could get a sliding scale or? No, I, I'm in a little Bodunk town a couple hours out of Phoenix. Okay. And I'm really not able to sit up and travel very long because I have no stomach muscles. Okay, so, so here, for up, yeah. For me to go up and down that hill is, is just like somebody running a marathon. Okay, so it, let me just focus. There are many, many aspects to it. For oh, number one, you're on overload with medical it's, injuries. It's so, daunting. So let me let me deal with a broader question and then come in uh, in terms of the sexual issue. The first thing is when you are overloaded with so many uh, uh, 
medical problems and surgeries and then more surgeries. And it's not just one person, it's both of you. So it's not like one of you can be a pillar and hold the other one up for a while. And, you know, sometimes one person has an operation and the other one kind of takes charge. And then the other person has some sort of injury and you can lean yeah. on one another and you can go through life and enjoy life. And you're telling me something very wonderful. And you're going to think I'm crazy now, right? but that you had a very good relationship up until that point, up until all of the uh, the whole series of the cancer, the car, a the car accident, essentially. That's the big one. Oh, but, it was horrible. Right. And, but without going into the details of that, there there is some quality hidden in both of you that was able to enjoy life back then. And granted that your life is much more limited now part of the skill that you need is how to accept your limitations it doesn't mean that you love them you know I have to accept that I can't do the things that I used to do as a teenager you know I don't oh, have yeah. the I have more obviously more flexibility than you but I you know I can't if I remember once trying to show my kids how to do a Russian split you know a big split in the air and yeah. man, I ached forever after that one. And I said, that's the last <laughs> time I'm trying that. <laughs> so, I'd be in the ER. <laughs> so yes, that's true. So whatever you were doing that is good that you can still preserve whatever hobbies you can enjoy, whether it's watching movies, whether it's, um, whether it's, you know, having a garden inside the house and flowers in the windows that you grow, whatever you can preserve, please give yourself the opportunity to focus on that because you can't help but focus on the illnesses, but you don't want to make that the essence of your life. So that's number one. Number two is the intimacy issue. If you're afraid of getting infections, if you're afraid of it being not a romantic encounter, but a messy encounter, that uh -huh. is one of the limitations which means that sex needs to be a little different. It may not be penetration, but there's no reason why you can't mutually satisfy your, either yourselves with each other or satisfy each other, knowing that there'll be an, um, maybe a little incontinence, but there's no insertion, so you're not worried about an infection and maybe get used to a little incontin incontinence, or you said it was um, a little more than that. It was the fecal incontinence. Yeah. Um, and if you don't like that, if neither of you like that, can you live with sensuality rather than sexual uh, penetration? Can you live with giving each other back rubs or shoulder rubs or um, just some some touch that feels sensual with nice creams or oils. Is there a way to just bring sensuality back without the actual intercourse? So that's what I would encourage you to think about. Listen, I want I wish you the best. You know, I really hope you Thank focus you. on some positive things, Sandra. Even I, as old folks still dream about it. <laughs> okay, with dreaming about it, you can still do. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. When I entered my marriage, I left my true self at the door. Now I don't even know who I am anymore. 
My girlfriend doesn't want to make anyone mad. I never know how she truly feels, and I'm clueless when it comes to pleasing her sexually. She won't express what she likes. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.